Hi again. All right. So I am going to explain to you how grading is going to work in this course because while well, yes, I'm using something called ungrading, I still have to submit a grade at the end of summer session one. So we can't completely escape them. And here we are. So um, ungrading. So I have a picture of the book here and the link to the book if you want to order it for your own just FYI's. Um, <laughs> but just to let you also know, it is a real thing. I haven't made this up. You know, there's a bunch of people that do this anywhere from K in the K-12 world to higher ed and beyond. Um, so it is a thing. And the whole idea as kind of a brief explanation is that we, the people who kind of sign on to ungrading think that grades are harmful, right? They create this adversarial relationship between you and me because you're trying to get the best grade you can. I'm seen as somebody that's going to stop you from getting that grade, stop you from getting into whatever, if you decide to go to post-secondary education and get a master's degree, PhD, some kind of advanced degree, or even if you're applying for jobs, it can impact your GPA. And it creates this really hostile situation. It's really hard to learn when you're like, oh, if I don't do this exactly the way the professor wants me to, I'm going to fail, even if I do understand this really well, and I just didn't understand the questions they were asking me. So ungrading tries to get away from that a little bit and um, puts a lot of the power back in your hands. So I understand, though, that ungrading can be really anxiety inducing for students that are used to having somebody tell them, like, this is A work, this is B work, this is C work. Um, so that is, <coughs> sorry. So that is a thing that may happen. Now with ungrading, what it allows you to do is to put your life circumstances into your grade and kind of restructure and frame it that way. And so um, things that you want to think about when I, so with, okay, let me start from top. I'm going to ask you a couple of times during the semester to submit what I call grade reflections. And what they're going to do is they're going to be these assignments where I ask you questions um, about your learning, and your effort, and everything else that goes into a grade, or that you think should go into a grade. So should go into a grade. Okay, so the thing to remember here is that you need to have evidence. Okay, so effort and all of that will only get you so much. At a certain point, you do have to show understanding. So from that angle, I do have a lower limit. So in order to, in order to get a D, in the course, you must, and this is not optional, this is non-negotiable, I don't know, I don't care what you put in your reflections, this is non-negotiable, you must pass at least one essential learning objective quiz or requiz for each chapter. I'll trademark this is Dr. Link on the requiz. So what this could look like if you're trying to get um, a D in the course is if you have, okay, so let's say you have the ELO original and then you have 
Oop, I should have made a table. The ELO requiz. Re okay. So let's say these are the chapters. Let's see here. Chapter one, two, three, four. Oops, that's I five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Oh, wow, that's a really bad nine, isn't it? Um, okay, so let's say this is this. So if you want a D, you could do something like this, where you pass the chapter one ELO quiz, you pass the chapter two ELO quiz, original, um, and this is assuming you don't pass the requises, and so maybe you pass chapter three's requiz and the quiz, four and five, you just get the requiz, six, you get the quiz, um, seven, you get the requiz, eight, nine, you get, you know, both of them, this, this, this. Okay, so see, because every chapter has at least one past essential learning objective quiz, this would get you a D. This would probably actually be higher than a D. So let me even, let me, let me clean this up a little bit. So let's say this is gone. Um, let's go with that. So this, this right here would get you a D because you've at least passed the essential learning objective quiz for every chapter. Now, if you get a D, we don't recommend that you continue on because you're missing a lot of understanding and it will make the next class, the next course. So if you're taking Orgo 2, really, really difficult, but this will allow you to pass the course if you're just looking for a passing grade, okay? So that's how that works. So there is a minimum. Um, I will also put a standard for an A. So if, phrase that, um, and I haven't completely figured this out yet, so I'm gonna have to, I will probably change this, but in order to get an A, you will need to show either consistent, understanding of the topics covered or consistent approaches to successful answering of questions. So what this means is, you know, maybe <laughs> you do a higher learning order, or sorry, a higher learning objective quiz, and you don't pass it the first time, but then you decide to retake it or revise it, and you do really, really well. Your explanations are really clear. Um, when you answer questions in the essential learning objective quizzes, those explanations are also really clear and show that you understand what's happening, but maybe you made a mistake when you were drawing it on your paper, you dropped a carbon, maybe you um, you, you confuse yourself with an arrow somewhere. So like relatively minor errors, but your ability to explain what's supposed to be happening shows that you understand it. It was just a, a minor technical error. I mean, I do this too, so that's why I don't wanna hold against you. So, but it does need to be consistent and it does need to show a deep understanding. Now, what that means to you and how you show that is up to you. Um, 
I will say, I will list, there are five, the five um, assignments that will influence your grade. We'll say heavily influence your grade are the following. We have one, it's the be the professor assignments. And again, you can watch the video specifically about those in order to understand what that is about. This is a feedback assignment. So you'll get feedback on these. Two is the higher learning objective assignments. These are also feedback assignments because um, they're open-ended questions. Three, you have reflections. You have one a week. One per week. Um, these are completion grades with a minimum of a hundred words. Mind you, I say a hundred words. You can also do um, recordings, or so this could be recordings. This could be blog posts. This could be infographics. Um, but it does have to have some self-reflection element to it, however you do it. The fourth thing are going to be the essential learning objective um, quizzes. You get two free attempts at these, two to three. I'm still figuring out the exact numbers of two to three free attempts. Um, because I want to make sure that when you're doing it, you're actually sitting down and ready to do it and not just doing it to get all the questions that you can then hopefully just write all the answers down and then get it right later. Um, the ELL requisites are also similar. There are two or three free attempts. So these are the ones that are going to they're going to influence us. And probably right now, um, I would actually swap these in terms of importance to your grade. So let's say you do not great on all the ELO quizzes, but all your ELO requisites are really good. To me, that's going to be a higher boost to your grade than you getting all the quizzes right and then getting all the requisites wrong, because that means you haven't retained the information. Okay, so that's how so this is kind of in the order I see them. So the be the professor assignments will have the most impact on your grade um, and the ELO quizzes will have the least impact on your grade, but they do influence it. Um, there are token assignments and the token assignments, oops, let's uh, change colors. Okay, so the token assignments, these can dictate um, your plus grades. So these will take you from say a C to a C plus. So if you, yeah, that's, these are what these, these are gonna be the ones that dictate kind of like the plus part of your grade. Whereas the, uh, the first five I mentioned are the ones that'll take you to your letter grades. Um, the token assignments, just briefly to list them out for you is gonna be the learning plan. It's gonna be, the about uh, the group work. These aren't in any particular order. Um, the surveys, the what else? The peer-to-peer -peer work. Let me scroll down so I can see. 
and the about a chemist post. Okay. So that's just to kind of let you know how I'm going to approach it. So the way this works, because um, this is all about the grading, the way this is going to work is that you are going to, so you're going to have these grade reflections. So you are going to give yourself a grade, back it up with evidence, and then I will agree or disagree. And I will tell you why. Um, I find that students kind of go all over the place. Some students overgrade, some students undergrade. Um, but I will let you know why I don't agree with you if I don't agree with you. If I agree with you, I'll simply write I agree and maybe some kind of feedback. But if I don't agree with you, I will be explicit as to why I don't agree with the grade you gave yourself. Um, if I disagree, I may ask, I will probably want to speak to you. If you want to discuss it in a bit more detail. Um, things that you're going to want to consider when deciding your grade. So a big thing is effort. So how many hours per week are you putting into the class? This also comes with, oops, whoa. I don't know why I wrote three S's there, I don't know how to spell it. Um, this also comes with kind of like a what percentage of your time. So if you're working full time, you're a caregiver, anything like that, that may be taking up some of your time, kind of like given the time you have that's available for you to do whatever, how much of that are you putting into Oreo and are you sitting down and focusing on it or are you distracted and trying to do a bunch of the same? Um, again, effort kind of maxes out. For me, effort maxes out at a B. Other things you want to consider is correct answers. And so this, I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. How many times are you getting questions right? How many questions are you getting right? Related is attempts to improve answers. So the idea with ungrading is when you take a quiz or something, um, it's not like that grade sits with you forever. So it's not like if you, if you fail a central learning objective quiz three, and you're like, oh man, I, got, I didn't pass that one. You can go back and redo it and turn it into a pass. Um, but you have to put in the time. And so if you're willing to do that, that's also really going to influence um, your grade. Because it shows me that, yeah, OK, you didn't get it the first time, but you sat down, you, you reviewed all the material, and you tried again, and you did better, hopefully. Um, other things that impact is communication, right? So in the sense of asking or getting help when needed, Because everybody, organic is hard for everybody, um, and this class is going super fast. 
So, you know what, asking for help is really good. Ask your TAs, ask me, ask the um, learning center on campus. Like they're doing remote sessions. They can help you with Orgo. Um, there's Khan Academy, there's Clutch Prep, I think it's called. There's a lot of resources out there. And I know a couple of students in the past, what they'll do is they'll, one person will purchase it and everybody will kind of um, give money towards the one person to get access to the Clutch, clutch Prep and they'll all share it. Um, but yeah, so using whatever resources are around to help you really understand the material because it is really challenging and I wanna see everybody do well. So that's gonna be a huge deal. Um, I will, if you wait until the end of the class and say, hey, Dr. Sobers, I just wasn't able to get this done. It's gonna be really hard for me to be like, okay, I don't doubt that, but you waited until the end of the class. So for me, this looks like, you know, from my perspective, it looks like a last minute, oh, please, as opposed to a, hey, I, I see this coming. I'm really struggling to keep up. But do you have any advice? Do you have any tips to help me get through it? Um, so communication is up there. What else goes into what we think about? Um, are you helping your classmates? <laughs> Sorry. So this is a so community, really, right? And everybody's different. Some people are introverts. Some people are extroverts. Some people are like, leave me alone. I don't want to talk to you. I can study on my own. Um, but are you helping others? Like if you get it, the best way to make sure you understand something is to explain it to somebody else. So are you helping others? Are you sharing resources? Um, you know, the best way to learn is to get together. So I am gonna make study groups for you at the, at the starting point, and then you can always switch or ask others, but a study group is gonna be really, really helpful for working through a lot of the problems with class. And there may be other things that you consider when you are talking about your grades that I just aren't in my mind. Um, so please, you know, just keep these in mind. I will ask you to rank these. Um, in terms of weight. So like, I'll be like, okay, from determining your final grade, you know, do you want me to put 60% of your grade is from effort? you know, 5% is from community because you know you knew you were too busy to really engage with the community like that. Um, you know, 20% is from trying to improve answers. I don't know where I'm at. 10% uh, is from correct answers. And what's the other one? Communication. Oh, and then um, the last five percent is communication because you also know that you were you weren't great about getting in touch with the TAs or myself, right? So that can that lets me know um, when I'm looking at your work and your grade, how should I be thinking about it? And so, but again, everything has to come with effort or with evidence. So if you're going to say effort, you need to have some way of proving this effort to me. And I know that sounds a lot, but think of this as kind of this is a life skill. Uh, think of it as a performance review, right? Where you're asked, hey, what are your goals for the next year or next six months? And then it's towards the end of six months, they say, okay, let's sit down and review your goals. How did you do? Did you reach those goals? How do you know? Can you show me? So this is really where, and you'll hear a lot of people talk about this, it's something called SMART goals. It's in your learning plan if you decide to do that, but they will help you with the evidence portion. Anyway, so that was kind of a long video about how grading is going to work. If you have any questions, 
you feel to ask, feel free to ask. Um, I'm always willing to answer. I want you to have an enjoyable experience and I want you to learn and I want you to get the grade you want out of the class. I have no problem giving everybody an A, but you have to back it up. I have to be able to show other people if they go, hey, why did you give the student an A? I'll be like, well, look at this work they did. Look at how much time and effort they put in. Look how much they grew over the course of the five weeks. You have to give me something to show other people. Okay. All right. See you in my, uh, class. All right. So this video is going to be about the be the professor assignment. Um, I don't have any written yet, so I can't show you exactly what it's going to look like. But this is kind of an idea. This is similar to what I did in Orgo two. So basically, what will happen is you'll get an assignment where I'll ask you a question like this: is propose a synthetic scheme for the following reaction or whatever, right? And I'll give you, uh, so, so this box here is the <coughs> synthetic scheme. Sorry, I still got the cough from whatever I was doing. And this next box is the answer. The answer is wrong, okay? Every single answer in this type of problem is wrong. And your job is to identify what the right, first of all, figure out what the right answer is. Identify the errors in the given wrong answers. So remember, every single answer is wrong. Some are more wrong than others, but every single one will be wrong. So you identify what's wrong. Then I want you to create a rubric. So this is saying you get two points for this, three points for that, four points for this, whatever. And the rubric should show that the thing that's worth the most points is the most important part of um, the problem. So you can't say, oh, it's five points for getting the right molecular formula when it's like that's not that's not the most important and the most deep concept being asked in this question um, because you don't know this yet this is all organic too you don't know what the error is and also i haven't looked at this in a year and a half so i don't even know if i know what the error is right now i'd have to look at it <coughs> um so that's what you do you create a rubric and then you'll you'll effectively grade each of the answers so you'd say this answer is worth out of 10 points X number of points to make sure that your rubric holds up. Um, so that's how these will work. And the alternative is, and I don't think I have an example here, is you will get a problem with a right answer. And you got to turn it into a multiple choice uh, problem by coming up with three wrong answers based on common errors. So for instance, in this problem here, so let's say I don't have the right answer available to me. Sorry, I got to blow my nose. I'm going to mute for a second and then come back. Um, what was I saying? Okay, so some of the common errors that you get are people will do things in the wrong order. So they will um, put on this is all, they will put on an amine, which is an ortho para director, which you don't have to know what this means. But the point is, they put the reagent. They have all the right reagents, but they put them in the wrong order. Um, so that would be one of my wrong answers is if I put the the answers, put the reagents in the wrong order, but all of them are correct. Um, stuff like that. So you need to think about like, you know, what's the most difficult part? Where where can I go wrong? And then come up with an answer based on that. Um, they do need to be ones that show you understand the problems. So it can't just be like, oh, instead of putting CL, they put a C that like forgetting an L is not not showing understanding. Um, yeah, and we'll give you feedback on these <coughs> as you do them. They are due, I gotta check my own syllabus because I wrote this all down and it's not here. Um, Mondays, I currently have at noon, but I think I changed my mind on that, but they're due Mondays. Um, so 
they're after our synchronous group work sessions. So if you have questions, you can always ask then. Um, and we'll try to get them back to you. It depends. We got to see how it goes the first week, and then we'll get them back to you as soon as possible. That is the Be the Professor assignment. Uh, oh, I should mention the point of this is that you practice recognizing common errors. So you have to know what the right answer is. You also have to be able to identify what is the most important concept to know in order to get the question correct. Um, and you have to be able um, and to be able to distribute the points uh, fairly. It's it's an understanding of how you're being graded and evaluated and why certain things like, yes, you were close, but because you missed this big thing, I can't give you more than you, it's not fair to say it's worth X amount of points. So that is the purpose of the assignment. All right. All right, so this is a video explaining the higher level out, I don't even know what it's called, um, the higher level outcome quizzes, the HLO quizzes, okay? I don't have an example because again, I'm still making the courses I make these videos. But basically these will be open-ended questions. So let's say for instance, um, it'll be like, I, I, don't, I don't have an example. It'll be an open-ended question, not multiple choice. Um, so maybe, why is this uh, hydrogen further downfield than this other hydrogen in this NMR spectrum, right? It'll be open-ended where you need to write some answer or upload a file with your answer, draw something of that type. Um, so I recommend that you get hexagonal graph paper if you can afford it. I think there's also like three PDFs you can print out online because that'll help you a lot. <laughs> um, and you will submit an answer with an explanation. We will give you feedback on that that you can then um, go back in and revise your answers and that kind of stuff. You are supposed to do these independent, independently. So keep that in mind when you're doing them. These are the, I wanna show that I'm an A student kind of questions, like, or I'm a B student kind of questions. Um, they show that you're willing to do more than just kind of quick memorize yes, no, yes, no. It shows that you're willing to really think about it. Um, so that's the purpose of these questions. I'll talk about the other ones in the other videos. All right, so this video is to explain what the weekly reflections are for. Um, part of learning, the best learners know how they learn best. And so the reflections are meant to be, one, make sure you're keeping up with the work. So it's going to be like, hey, this week, <coughs> how did it go? Did you struggle with the, the ELO quizzes? Struggle with the HLO quizzes? How did you approach studying this week? Did you do 30 minutes? whatever you could get a chance during the day, or did you sit down for an hour or two at the end of the day and focus only on organic chemistry? Was the result that you did better on the quizzes? You were faster on the quizzes? Um, are you feeling overwhelmed? Is this chapter particularly hard? What's hard about it? What type of problems are you struggling on? And how do you think you can improve on that? So that's kind of what's gonna be happening with the reflections. Again, I'm not reading them, they're completion-based. So you just need to have a hundred words, you can put it, you can make a blog, use WordPress or whatever. You could do social media if you could figure out how to make that happen. Um, you could just do a Google Doc, a run like one long Google Doc, and I can just check it over time. Or whatever. But these are all for you. So unless you want me to read it, I'm just going to skim to make sure that you hit the word count. So I want you to think about how you're approaching the course and how it's impacting your learning. So if you're like, hey, I'm cramming two hours and then I'm doing the quizzes and I'm failing the quizzes. What, what can you do differently next week so that you don't have this problem? It's kind of what they're for. Uh, developing the skill is really going to be helpful 
beyond just learning, just like in how you approach uh, work. So yeah, that's the point of this assignment, and that's what they're for. Um, I guess I should mention due dates. Ugh, I didn't think about that. Okay. These are due end of the day Sunday, so you should be done with like the week's material by by that, and you can just talk about the past week. Um, yeah. All right, so this video is about the ELO quizzes and requizzes. These are, you get two free attempts to take these quizzes. They're multiple choice questions. Um, they're open books, open notes, open internet. The only thing is you have to take them by yourself. So don't call up six of your best friends and be like, everybody sit here and we're all taking this quiz together. You need to do it by yourself. Because um, what your grade reflects is your learning, not the learning of your entire group. Um, so yeah, so those are that. They're gonna be multiple choice, hotspot, fill in the blank, matchings, like really straightforward stuff. Um, the thing to remember is that in order to get a passing grade, and by passing grade, I mean a D, which is by definition passing, but not great, you have to pass either the quiz or requiz for at least for every chapter we cover. So at least one per chapter. And I think I mentioned this in a, another video somewhere, but that's what's happening there. Um, the point of this is that this is the base knowledge you need in order to succeed in future organic chemistry classes. So it's like, if you can do this, you can get by in Orgo 2 or Advanced Organic. Um, but get by is a very strong term. It's like the bare minimum if you can only get one quiz per chapter. So try to do well in these. The more of these you do and the quizzes, the requizzes that you pass, it shows a deeper level of a, a better understanding so that you could do better in future courses. Um, but it still keeps you at like the DC level because it's the really basic stuff. Um, these exist just for you to keep up and help with retention. We know that when you learn something, sometimes you can learn it. And then if you don't use it, and it goes away. So because in grading wants you to do better with retention and that kind of stuff, you do have the requisites a couple of days after the quizzes due to make sure that you're retaining the basic information so you can keep progressing in the class because organic chemistry does build on itself. So if you don't understand stereochem, you are going to struggle with stereochem for the remaining seven chapters of the semester or session. So it's there to make sure that you're keeping up enough that you can hang on to that information and do well in the future of the course. And so that is the purpose of those assignments. Um, those are due at different times of the week. Check the quick reference syllabus um, if you need additional information. Okay, so today I am going to talk about um, the token system and how it works for ungrading. So let's get started. All right, so this is obviously not what I think, this is just a representative token. So with ungrading, as I mentioned before, the whole idea is that you don't wanna get punished for life stuff happening that you couldn't control, right? Or if you know you couldn't figure something out the first couple of times you did it, but after you learned some more stuff, you looked back and you're like, oh, this makes sense now. And you're like, I can do this now. So the token system allows you to have that and not have it affect your grade. Um, but the reason we're using this as opposed to a completely open-ended soft deadline course is because this is a five-week class and it's going to go very fast. And if you fall even a day or two behind, it's going to start to get really hard just to get caught up. So the token system is my way of saying, have you done a thing to show that you are actually going into this next attempt prepared, or are you just doing an extra attempt because you want to do an extra attempt and hope that you'll do better this time? So 
it's kind of meant to be an accountability of like, have you thought about what's happening? Um, are you thinking about your approach to how you're studying that kind of stuff? So that's what's it. So I'm going to go through the uh, five assignments that impact your grade and how the tokens will work for those five assignments. So the first assignment is going to be the be the professor assignment. Okay. So with that, um, if you want an extension on this, so you're like, oh, I'm almost done, but I'm not going to have it quite done by the due date. Um, here's how it works. If you use two tokens, you get a one day, a 24 hour extension. If you use four tokens, you get a 48 hour extension. And note, this is from the due date of the assignment, not from when you submit the token. So if you wait two days to submit the token form, you don't get an extra two days beyond that. This is from the due date. <clears throat> if you want to do a revision, this is an extension. So if you want to do a revision of the Be the Professor assignment, you can use three tokens, which will give you 36 hours. That's about a day and a half um, from feedback received. S C I before E from the C. Okay, so this is different. So with the Be the Professor assignment, because this is a feedback assignment, right? This is going to be feedback given by either the TA or my the TAs or myself. Um, so you can ask for an extension um, to do it, or so you can get it in. You you can ask if you did it, and then you got your feedback back, and there's a bunch of errors, and you're like, oh, I want to do better on this assignment, so I'm going to redo it. You can then asked to do a revision by using three tokens. And that'll give you 36 hours, which is about a day and a half from when you got the feedback back. And I'll send out an announcement when that happens. And this is because, like I said, because the class moves so fast, if you fall behind by more than a day, you're gonna start getting um, overwhelmed with the amount of material that you need to cover. So that's why that's there. Okay, so let's go to the next one, which is also a feedback assignment. This is gonna be the higher, learning objective assignment quizzes. So these are your open-ended questions, which again, um, you can hear more about that in the video dedicated to explaining these. So if you want an extension on this, so an extension is going to be one token, equals 24 hours, three tokens is 48 hours. All right, and <clears throat> again, this is from the due date. That's because, again, these are really 
time intensive for the graders and myself for the TAs and myself. So we can't give you never ending deadlines because we have to keep up with your other work. But so that's how the extension works there. Um, if you want, um, I don't know if I got, let's go with like an additional attempt. Okay, so let's say, um, so the extension is, oh, you were going to do it, and you didn't get around to it. An additional attempt is you did it, um, you got feedback, and you're like, I can do better than this. So it's kind of also like revision. It's not quite a revision because um, you may get a different question. So it's not a true revision. But it's going to cost you two tokens for each additional attempt for 36 hours. So two tokens per attempt for 36 hours. Um, after after you submit the form. Okay, so you get 36 hours to do a new attempt. That's how that that's how the higher learning objectives are going to work. Okay. Let's talk about the reflection assignment. So um, remember, these are basically a completion grade with minimum 100 words, because this is for use. So you need to say enough that you understand that you have something to work off of. Um, so with the reflections, you can only get extensions because these don't get feedback. They're, they're really, like I said, for you. So for an extension on the reflection assignment, one token gets you 24 hours, two tokens gets you 48 hours, and that's it. Okay, so that's the reflection assignment. Then we'll get to the essential learning objectives, the quizzes, and the re-quizzes. Trademark to Dr. Link, because that's what she calls them for her class. Yes. So um, the way these will work is if you want an extension on either the quiz or the requiz. It will be one one token is 24 hours. Two tokens are 48 hours. Four tokens gets you uh, three days, which is I think 72 hours. Okay, these are auto graded quizzes, as a reminder, so you won't get, um, you'll know if you passed or not passed, but you need to go through the quiz, look back at, you know, the questions and the answers and figure out which ones are you got wrong. 
Um, so that's the extension portion. If you want to retake them, either the quiz or the requiz, um, it's going to be two tokens per attempt. And you get 36 hours to do it. Okay. It'll be open for 36 hours. So the thing I want to highlight here is with the essential learning outcome quizzes and requizzes, you already get a couple of attempts. I haven't completely specified the number yet. So I think it's going to be two. It might be closer to three, but somewhere between two to three attempts before you need to use a token to get an additional attempt. Without using a token. So that's what's happening there. As a reminder of how do you get tokens? Which I probably should have started with, but you know, here we are. So the first one, the one that pops up at the beginning of the class is the learning plan. So this is due, I believe on the Wednesday, This will be June 2nd, which is the first week of classes. Um, completing this, you'll submit this through Canvas. I will make a separate video showing exactly what the learning plan is and what I'm expecting you to turn in. But this will get you a token. This is all about taking stock of what your summer plans are, your work schedule, anything else you have going on in your life, and how and where you're going to fit in your time to do this class and to study. Um, so I think this is really important for getting you started on a successful path for this class. Another way that you can get tokens is by doing um, the surveys. So there's gonna be a lot of surveys in this class. They're, they're, they will either be about ungrading and your experience. It'll, or it'll be about the course in general. which includes um, giving TA feedback. And each quiz, I mean, sorry, each survey is worth one token. And I plan on there being at least, um, five during the course of the class. The next, another thing you can do to get tokens is you can do the about a chemist post, right? So you have, um, <coughs> sorry, two opportunities to get this done. We're going to check at two different points in the semester. And this is a post. And again, I, these, the details of this will all be listed in a separate video about the about a chemist. Um, you post to the discussion forum. About a marginalized chemist, which is anybody who has a chemistry degree. So even 
someone who maybe is now like a public health official, if they have a chem degree there, I consider them a chemist. And uh, like I mentioned, I'll explain a little bit more about this um, in the specific recording for the about a chemist. But there are going to be two of these. So you get one token for each post. Um, you're only allowed to do two posts, though. Max of two posts. OK. We're almost done with this. So you can also do the group work. So this is if you attend the synchronous, the synchronous sessions, um, submitting your work gets you one token for each time you do it. If you're asynchronous, um, submitting your work uh, to the questions that weren't answered during the synchronous sessions is one token. And as of right now, there's at least two a week. Um, and it can go up to four, depending on um, what I work out with the TAs when I talk to them later this week. So this is really the easiest way to get tokens is just do the group work that we do to kind of practice uh, the concepts and, and skills that we are learning in the course. And the last way that you can get uh, tokens is by doing the peer-to-peer -peer work, I call the P2P. Um, this is a weekly thing. Oops. Okay, me, sorry. My pen went a little. Okay. Um, so this is weekly. So you can get one token per week for doing one of these activities. Um, I may change my mind on this depending on how I see things going. So these are the ways that you can get tokens. So the way this is the total number of tokens you have in the course is let's see, one plus five plus two. So wait, I'm at six plus two, so that's eight plus um, two per week. So okay, so we have eight plus two times five, which is going to be 10 plus, and I think there's five of those, two plus another five. So this is gonna be, there's tw anywhere from 23 to 33 tokens total in the course. So don't be conservative, use them if you need them, because um, you can't do anything with them at the end of the course. So use them if you need them. Anyway, I hope that cleared up some questions and I will talk to you on the next video.